me tell you about my hometown, Esteli, Nicaragua. The city of Esteli is a world full of colors that match the spirit of my people. The walls of Esteli are brightly painted with colorful graffiti, and the humble homes are close together like our tight-knit community. This was captured by Doug Diaz and Soul Culture Studios, and now is display on this beautiful vase. Nica Rustica brand featured El Brujito, the official symbol of the city of Esteli. El Brujito is a petroglyph that was found in a rock over 6,000 years ago, and it is a symbol of pride for every Esteliano. Nica Rustica Dove is a unique, unpolished Habano experience, and we are super excited for you to try it. Nica Rustica Dove, from our house to yours. Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. Welcome, Welcome back, back to A Flavor Odyssey. Odyssey. I am your host, host Randy, Randy Griggs. Griggs. I am joined, joined by, by the one, one and only Master Sensei of Cigar Dojo. Dojo. Eric, how you doing tonight? tonight? I am doing good. I'm smoking. I'm drinking. I'm hanging out in the studio. It is a glorious Wednesday night, and I'm psyched to be on Flavor Odyssey with you, Randall Griggs. Very, very, very nice. nice. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, we yeah, got, we got uh, Robbie, uh, Robbie Raz. Raz. Uh, uh, if, you're if you're following him on, him social, on social media, you'll see he's, he's out in France, France doing gallivanting. A, 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 yeah, yeah, gallivanting and learning about, about French, French oak. oak on, on what I gotta say is a pretty cool little project his work puts together on oak barrels. But but thank you for joining us tonight. Please hit the share button, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, make a comment. In, in, engage in the, in the show, show. master, master uh, uh, kid, kid wonder, wonder Jordan, Jordan producer, producer boy. boy. We put the comments up. up. He'll be he'll be he'll be running, running uh, different. different uh, what, what do you call those? those? He's doing polls. He's gonna be check out things. He's gonna ask if you like that. If you like the cut of his jib, I put a curve on it this week, boys. I'm gonna be honest. I don't I don't like seeing you buckle under the pressure of peer pressure, Jordan. Well, I just had this one, so. No, well, I think it. I think from this point forward we should start calling him Boy Jordan. What do you think about that name, Boy Jordan? Oh. That's pretty good. Yeah, it works, especially that beige hat. No. It looks like he's late for a Boy Scout meeting. <laughs> it's too close to Boy George. <laughs> and look, Scott is in the studio audience. No Matt tonight. What's he up, is Dojo? Also, um, gallivanting around the country. So nice. everyone's gallivanting. So much gallivanting. Enough. So much gallivanting going on. Slack I hope, I hope that everybody um, had a chance to get the cigar tonight. Um, Randy, tell the audience what we will be smoking tonight. So tonight, so tonight we, we are on episode, episode three, three of, of Made, Made in America and smoking, smoking none other than, than the Connecticut, Connecticut Broadleaf Wrapped 
Liga, Liga Provada Provada number, number nine. nine. Ooh, look at that sexy beast. You got it. Look at the yeah. smoke production. production. Look, look at the, the oiliness. You can definitely mm-hmm. see on there. Mm-hmm. This is such a classic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously we're, you know, we're going to talk quite a bit about, about it on the show. Yeah. But, but I love, I love this, this band. band. I love, I love the, look the look of this cigar. cigar. This, this is... is so was, before, before I had, I had any idea who Drew State was, before I knew who Cigar Dojo was, I almost randomly happenstanced into this cigar and decided it was my favorite cigar before I knew much about cigars at all. So super excited about talking about this flavor profile. And obviously we'll talk a little bit about our pairings. I can't believe it. I said a calendar reminder. Everyone, Everyone harassed, harassed me about, about it. it. Everyone, Everyone reminded, reminded me about it. About it. I, still I still forgot, forgot to go live on Monday. Monday. Oops. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> about, about you. And then didn't. So, uh, but you did last you, night. Hopefully you guys, guys saw me go live last, last night and announced the cigar. I didn't, I didn't know what, what I was pairing yet. yet. Wanted, wanted to do, to do something, something that really, really set aside. Something different from what I usually do. So, tonight, I am drinking... A, a bourbon, bourbon blackberry, blackberry Collins. Collins. Mm. Uh, I got I this got recipe, recipe off of foodandwine.com. Food okay. A bourbon blackberry, blackberry col- Collins, Collins, real quick. Real quick. Um, I muddled uh, blackberries. I added ice, ice and, and bourbon and, and simple, simple syrup, syrup and lemon, lemon juice. juice. I mixed that all up and then, and then I, I topped, topped it with, with uh, some, some club, club soda, soda and a couple of whole blackberries. Um, so, so it should, it should be, be fresh and juicy, and juicy. Uh, very bourbony with, with a little citrus, citrus kind of zing, zing to it. it. Um, so, um, so super excited, excited about uh, uh, that off the foodandwine.com food website, website, Bourbon Blackberry, Blackberry Collins. Collins. Eric, Eric, what did you, you decide, decide to pair, to pair with, with Liga, 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 Liga Nine? All right, so last week, Randy, you uh, did an attempt at a Manhattan and you put it in um, a terrible glass. A terrible glass. It looked like something. It did not look like a, a true Manhattan. But we we did appreciate where you were going with that, um, because a Manhattan uh, is a great pick. But we thought tonight a Manhattan would be uh, pair even uh, better with this particular cigar. Except for we decided to go with what's called Jordan the Reverse Manhattan. Now. Reverse Manhattan. Take a look at this bad boy. Jordan, tell them uh, what makes this a reverse Reverse Manhattan. Manhattan. So uh, you just reverse the ingredients. So normally it's two to one rye to sweet vermouth. This guy is two to one sweet vermouth to, well, we actually did bourbon. What, what bourbon did we do? Tonight we are enjoying the 1792 foolproof that was so graciously gifted to us by none other than Quinn Lodes himself. Quinn. Quinn. So yeah, add a little body Quinn. behind the drink. I guess this is kind of thought of as like what a Manhattan originally would have been. Um, and nowadays, if you if you get it at like a bar that knows what they're doing, they'll actually go a step further and like blend two or three, you know, different sweet vermouths together to make a more custom take on it. But we just have the one, so we're going uh, two parts sweet vermouth to one 1792 reverse Manhattan. And uh, right off the get go, uh, Randy, I gotta say, um, it's a good drink. It's a really good drink. It kind really, of really. is what uh, what you would think of as a Manhattan, anyways. But um, it's really good. Uh, so we'll see how it uh, we'll see how it goes with this particular cigar um, uh, as the night transpires. 
You know, that's kind of interesting, you know, uh, uh, since just just a handful handful of shows shows ago, ago, we did did the the Vukare, which is the cognac, cognac, bourbon, bourbon, uh, vermouth, and Benedictine. And um, I absolutely, that's that's become become one of my favorite favorite drinks. drinks. I've drank that that half a dozen dozen times since since that that first first show. show. Um, And it's, it's, you know, with the Benedictine also being kind of an herbal aperitif for digestive I can see, see that, that heightened, heightened that, that increased, increased vermouth character with that, that, the, the, the botanicals and everything being uh, uh, really nice. I've, I've never heard of anyone doing a, a reverse Manhattan, Manhattan before. before. That's, that's, that's a new one on me. So. Yeah, well, that's what we're trying to do is break boundaries. So nice. I don't know. I don't know how it'll it'll go, but I'm hoping it's going to be a good pairing. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Fantastic. 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 Okay, so, okay, so, uh, so well, like, like you said, said, you know, we, we are continuing on in Made in America. There's a, a, there's been a little, a lot of talk about. about. Um, it's kind it's of funny, funny because when, I, when, when we, we first thought of American, American cigars, cigars as a theme, theme um, we, were we were thinking that there's actually pretty limited opportunities to, you know, without just smoking, you know, all. Uh, Florida, uh, Florida sun grown, grown tobacco because it's really, really you, you know the, the one thing. thing. Obviously, um, um, I've, I've already I've already, I've already talked, talked about how, how uh, Robbie, Robbie tried to ruin the segment by um, mixing the American, but but super excited because I think Connecticut broadly, you know, I think I think so many people that I know that aren't in the cigar world and you know really engages in what we do are really surprised to find out that Connecticut is still a. A pretty, a pretty significant, significant um, uh, destination, destination for, for uh, 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 tobacco, tobacco as a as tobacco, tobacco origin, origin. And, and, um, and, man, and man, and it's so wild, wild that we that we don't, don't talk, talk about, about it more, more but, but that, that you know, you know this, this wrapper really stands, really stands apart, apart from everything, from everything else. else. You know, it's so much. You know, I think the one wrapper that we talk about the most probably with this is Mexican San Andreas because they're both known to be so. Um, so dark, dark and, and, and they're, they're both, both you know, know kind of to uh, toss, toss up, up you know, if, to, if you see a Maduro of this color, color you're guessing it's probably, probably one of the two. And I will say I'm getting, getting some, some messages, messages about, about that, that echo, echo still. still. Yeah, uh, we're Jordan, the uh, boy Jordan is hot on the case. Okay, okay great, great. Trying to do everything he can. I'm guessing he hit that button. To give himself a goofy voice so many times, <laughs> it thinks that that's, that's what we want to default to. But, uh, <laughs> but anyhow, uh, so, uh, so we'll, we'll talk, talk more about this, this uh, the flavor of this cigar, cigar and get, get more, more into our pairings. But, uh, but I want to, I want to, I want to congratulate you on uh, another great cigar of the year announcement. Wrap that up on Friday. That was fantastic. That was really exciting. We're actually going to do a wild card and kind of review. I know the consensus. Um, um, review, review um, is, is, is still, still coming, coming out. out. I, always I always like, like that, that one because it, it, it kind of draws my attention to some of the other smaller lists that they include. You know, I, I always want to go double check who, who they use. But, but, um, but our but good, good friends friend and show sponsor, Smokey in on their show on KMM Saturday. I heard there's some confusion about what the Cigar Dojo rules are in general. I think they accused us. Of not following our own rules. Did you did you catch that show at all? I was I was alerted to the show by a good dojo member, and he said, "Go watch this segment of the show of their show." 
and I did, and I was shocked. I was shocked and appalled, frankly, at what I heard on that show, and I'm so disappointed in Coop and Alex and Abe for for not, you know, look, if you're going to be in the industry, Coop, you got to you have to you have to bring the receipts, baby. You got to be ready to say what's right. And I think you knew, Coop, what was right because you actually, Coop, you predicted that we would pick the H99. And so if you predicted that we would pick the H99, it seems like you understood what our rules were. And so Coop's, um, Coop's objection to us picking the Drew Estate H99 was he said that it came out in uh, 2018, which is partially true. Um but it was it was such an incredibly small limited uh, release at that time. In fact, I think it went to like four stores. There was like six boxes or something like that, or maybe ten boxes total. And um, it's the the cigar was announced as a regular production cigar February I think eighteenth of two thousand twenty two. In fact, Jordan. Um, if you want to go back and look at uh, some news on some reputable cigar uh, websites, Jordan, here's one that I know of called CigarCoop.com. Uh, Cigar-Coop.com. Have you heard of that, Randy? Yeah. Look yeah, at yeah. this. Look at this um, story that he posted on February 18th, 2022. And the headline is, uh, wait, scroll down a little bit. Drew Estate announces regular availability for the Liga H99 Connecticut Corojo. This is when all of us... And look at the banner on the image there from Drew Estate. It says regular production. So it didn't become <laughs> regular production until February of 2022, which is why we never included it on any lists prior to that. So this absolutely 100%... Um, is uh, shining proof, Randolph, that uh, this cigar didn't become regular production until 2022, and that's why that's why we never included it on any right, lists right. prior to that. Was because it didn't uh, qualify up until I'm just waiting for it to qualify up until this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, it, it, it was it kind was of funny, funny to me to because, because uh, to, 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 to that point, and just, just for, for, for anyone that didn't, didn't see it, just to kind of set the stage, stage just a uh, touch here. Uh, uh, Scar Dojo uh, produces basically two lists, a top ten, and you've always told us, you know, we strive to make that list about regular new releases that came out in that calendar year that are now available and are part of the regular production strategy of those brands. Like they're new cigars that are just now should be available. For the most, the most part, part anytime, anytime you go to look, you gotta look for them. For them. Then we also, we also do a top, top five, five limited, limited that, that until, until this year were all at least initially intended to be one-offs. One -offs. We, we, we know uh, so many uh, so times, times, you know, I, I, know, I know we gave um, uh, the uh, HVC 500, 500 the top, top limited uh, cigar of the year. And, and you know, when he sent that out, he said this is a one-time ever drop as an anniversary thing. It was a huge uh, hugely, uh, hugely popular, popular on our, our list. list. He, he went, went back, back the following year and, and uh, retooled it in a new Vitola and said, okay, okay, I am going to now release it in in a, a year-round year production. production. So, so uh, as, as, as everyone knows, knows sometimes, sometimes those plans, plans change. change. You know, marketing, marketing strategies, strategies uh, uh, you know, evolve. evolve. And so, and so um, um, 
So that, so that, that was, was kind, kind of the of thing, thing is, is that, that they were confused, confused that it was, it was on the regular, regular production list instead, instead of the limited, limited list. And, and to your point, point they, did they did some little uh, baby drops, drops over the first couple of years until they were able to secure enough tobacco to then introduce it into regular production, which they announced on Coop's site himself. Yeah, and not only that, but think about this for a second, Coop. And we love you, Coop. You know, you know, Coop, you're my you're my bud. But Coop, if you if you really thought that the cigar came out uh, in 2018, why has it never shown up on your top 30? Now you do 30, Coop. You do top 30. You're telling me that the uh, Liga Pravada H99 couldn't crack the top 30 over those all of those years. Um, you had the friggin' Rocky Patel Winter Collection as your number one, and the H99 couldn't crack the top 30. Give me a break. And I was, by the way, I was a little disappointed in the GOAT, Alex. Uh, Alex. He watched watched the whole whole show, show, too. He was commenting as I'm on their own night with us. us. His his objection to um, the 22 Minutes to Midnight was, or he he said on the show, it's harder for them to get the H99 than the 22 Minutes to Midnight. Well, look, we just go by what the cigar manufacturers themselves tell us. Like, that's... That's the only we don't go by the anecdotal, um, you know, how hard it is, you know, the the uh, the, maybe there's a lot more demand for the H99. So therefore, it might be harder for a cigar uh, brick and mortar to get. That's probably Mm -hmm. true. But um, that isn't what we base our our judgments on. Our our judgment is based on the actual cigar company and what they say. And so the 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 22 minutes to midnight is a extremely limited production of only like i don't know how many cigars it's it's really small uh but the h99 isn't it's a uh full-on regular production so that's right. why um that's why they were in those two categories because we're going off of what the manufacturers themselves de- determine and so that's how well, it works eric and if we went off of that rule i can hop in my truck right now and i can drive within 30 minutes and go buy a box of h99 if i want They've been readily available out here for a long time. So now if it's a regional thing, I you know, then it's a regional thing. That doesn't mean it's not regular production. I mean, there was a lot of regular production stuff that I haven't been able to get my hands on for a long time after the release. I mean, especially like the E.P. Curio Pledge after it won. That was almost impossible for me to get a hold of. And that's, you know, wasn't anything specific. So, Well, yeah. the, and the H99 isn't. I wouldn't consider it regional. It's, I mean, we bought it online. Yeah, exactly. It's available online. So, well, yeah, also, I was, also, also, the, the I was disappointed. Does it a lot of times, you know, this thing's not supposed to be in my studio. This is supposed to be for, you know, a select group of their accounts. I don't know if smoking qualifies as a Drew Diplomat. I don't know if Abe gives a darn if he's a Drew Diplomat store. You know, he has such a deep array of options in his store. He may, he may just, just not, not sell, sell enough, enough Drew Estate, Estate all day, every day cigars, cigars to qualify, qualify to be one, one of the, you know, you know uh, top, top 100 stores, stores to, to, to get, get the first, the first uh, boxes, boxes when, when, when they when do they come out. out. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's lots of reasons, reasons but, but, yeah, but yeah, a retailer's uh, experience uh, in, in having access to a stockade of them certainly isn't the reason. But I think it's funny that you mentioned, you know, that... Coop has, um, um, you know, his, his, thir- his, his top, top 30, 30 and I'm, I'm not, not going to, 
I love, I, love, I, I literally, literally have said multiple times, H99's, H99's uh, uh, one, of one of the top, top three to five stars I've ever smoked. smoked. Uh, I, I, I like it that, that much. The flavor, the flavor profile is so complex, complex so full flavor. flavor. Uh, it's got uh, so, so many of those things, things that like, I'm really into personally. personally. The flavor is very subjective, as we talked about here. A lot of Flavor Odyssey, and so I'm not going to criticize... Uh, anything, anything that Coop puts, puts on his, his list, list, it is surprising, it is surprising to me that, me that this, this, to your point, didn't crack, crack top, top 30, 30 if, if he thinks, thinks it was available to add to his list, list uh, for, uh, you know, four, four years, years running, five years running, that it never even, you know, got consideration. But his list is just his opinion. Right? right, he's a, he's a one, one man, man show when it, when it comes, comes to that, to that list, list. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. mistaken, now I know, I know, I know he has a lot of uh, a lot of, a lot of contributors, contributors uh, in, in his uh, little empire, empire there, and, um, and that, that do uh, reviews. But uh, Cigar Dojo's uh, lists are are made up of what is it? Seven of us this year that, that contributed. Yeah, yeah, seven. Hey, Randy, um, before we go too far, let's have you uh, drop off and pop back on and see if the weird echoey sound on you because i can't hear it but apparently uh people can hear it and so maybe got if it, you it. pop off and pop back on um we'll, we'll, we'll see you in just, just a second, second here. here yeah he's gonna pop off i don't know what that is i i hear him perfectly but i i uh, obviously uh nobody weird. else nobody else does so we'll try to figure that out in the meantime um you guys can start uh posting your pairings for us um, as to what uh, what you decided to go with tonight. And at the end of the show, uh, we will uh, look at some audience pairings and determine if there's any that caught our fancy, Jordan. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Is Randy back on? Yes, sir. Let's see. How does he sound? Yeah, if anyone can give us some feedback on how I'm sounding, I'd hate to go into Randy's read with an echo. Hey, I hear it's better already. Oh, great. so let's do the entire show again. Just kidding. all right. So from the top, <laughs> from, from, <laughs> from what the are top. you doing? <laughs> Jeez. No, I, no, if 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 I hadn't got off, I was this close to bringing up an Anchorman uh, battle uh, of, of the uh, battle of the media <laughs> group <laughs> battle royale, a K- KMA v Cigar Dojo. Yeah, how does that I, go down? There's only one rule. No touching the face or hair. <laughs> of course, of course. I think I think me I think and Coop, ha- me and Coop have to go at each each other because head to head, you know. Yep. yep. Uh, Jordan um, and uh, Paul they match up. The, pr- the producer battle. That's, that's obvious. Randy, you and Alex, you can match up. With, uh, oh Alex. yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm then it's got to be size wise. We have to go Scott v Abe because they're both. You know, huge people. Huge humans. <laughs> I see huge. how it is. I see how it is. All right. You're, 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 you're like the Cigar Dojo bouncer, Scott. We, we, we need you around, especially you when it comes to Shuffle people away. <laughs> now, Eric's not taking guests tonight. Just, you know. <laughs> Randy's see, taking all before. of the guests tonight. He's about to go dancing in a pool with no shoes on. <laughs> Who would do that? What though? kind of man? I don't know. I don't know. In, who, in does who does that? Who does that? In a pool. Uh, all, right. all right. So, 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 so getting on to, to yes, uh, so the CT Broadleaf. Um, no beef. No beef. It's all. It's all fun. I thought I'd just bring it up. <laughs> yeah. But we, we we love KMA. We love Coop. We love smoking guys. And uh, and Alex, watch out. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, so, 
so just, just um, I know no. everyone knows this story, but I'm just going to run through it real quick. Uh, Liga Pravada number nine. Um, you know, back in 2005, the the brand was on fire. Uh, Drew Estate was one of the biggest, fastest growing brands in tobacco based very primarily off of the acid line. Um, you know, they, they, they had really been, uh, you know, gaining all this stature. They had come out with acid as something very different than anything anyone had ever tried before. And, uh, and enter Steve Saka, who had been working at a retailer uh, prior to that and is quickly elevated to the, the role of president at the time. Uh, I think at the end of his, his stint, he was CEO at, at one point. But in 2005, he's the president of the company. And in his words, he felt slightly um, bashful uh, with some of his colleagues and some of the people he really respected in the industry as he wasn't necessarily uh, a big flavored smoker himself. And he wanted a, a cigar to come out from the company he was the president of that you know, was something he could be really be proud of, that he could hand to his cohorts in, in the industry and say, you know, this is representative of what I like to smoke and what we're capable of doing. And so uh, he, he, Jonathan Drew and Nick Melillo, who at the time was, um, I believe he had the title of, um, ooh, I'm drawing a blank, uh, but, but he was head of tobacco. Uh, for, for the company he he was this he sourced tobacco he he went around uh central america uh meeting with farms and identifying uh good tobacco that um that they could use so he was in charge of all the logistical side of uh procuring tobacco for the company uh he also obviously as we know today um, has a knack has, has a great palate is an amazing blender in his own right and um, and so he was kind of tasked to create a cigar for Steve Saka that was to see Steve's um, flavor profile and and again you know like you said Steve's acknowledged this in many interviews there was there's a bit of ego and pride uh, in, in the development of this cigar you know he wanted to hand out something that like he was really really proud of that, that he had overseen and um, and you know in years in years since you know as we as most people know I would say you know with Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust getting created by Steve and and foundation getting created by Nick both wildly successful um, on their own after leaving Drew Estate um, you know so many people have like kind of battled who's more responsible for this cigar as uh, it was blended by Nick to Steve's palate um, and, and at Steve's behest. So um, I, I, one of my favorite times that, that Steve actually broke down, he's like, one thing I can tell you for sure is uh, if I weren't there, it wouldn't exist. I'm not going to say it's all me, but right. Uh, I'm... I, <laughs> I don't know how accurate I, I wasn't there, obviously, but I like to think of it as like, a movie like Steve was the producer and Nick was the director. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, in some ways, you're you're splitting hairs, and um, and 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 to that point, all the tobacco and everybody was on Jonathan Drew's dime. So you, you know why why doesn't he get more credit? Uh, it, was, it was his company and his role right. as produced it, right? Um, probably his marketing team that developed the band, but the the band famously um, to this day on all Liga Pravadas uh, states, hecho exclusivamente para el jefe, uh, made exclusively for the boss. And, and I, would, I would say if there was one trump card, Steve is literally like referenced on the band. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, 
it, it is what it is. Um, but it's a fantastic cigar is what it is. And, and the flavor profile that Connecticut broadly for really brings to the equation unquestionably is a really unique earthiness, a natural sweetness. You know, I, I mentioned uh, Mexican San Andreas earlier. Mexican San Andreas visually is, is significantly different. Uh, it doesn't nearly have the oil production, so you don't get that shininess uh, of it. Um, it's also known as one of the most expensive tobaccos in the world, um, primarily due to how much work and effort it is to process it. Um, the, the veins in it can become so thick. They're like mini stems, which uh, dequalifies so much uh, of the crop from being wrapper tobacco in the first place. Um, you know, uh, some crops, you know, for instance, the Connecticut shade boasts up to 80 percent of a crop yield can be used for wrapper tobacco, where it's almost completely inverted on broadleaf that only 20 to 30 percent of what they produce is even of a quality and, and use, uh, usable for wrapper, which obviously, you know, again, drives that that price uh, of this. It's, um, you know, we, we have we've had such wild weather in that, in that part of year, we've had entire years where there was just virtually no crop available. Um, but, but broadly it's been used for many, many years before this, um, in lots of machine, uh, cigars. It is, uh, famously, um, the, the varietal used for backwoods cigars. Um, so, so it's, it's not like it was new at the time, but it really, you know, from the way I see it, really popularized uh, using um, Connecticut Broadleaf on as a wrapper uh, varietal on premium high end uh, cigars like we we focus on. What do you think, Eric? Right. Yeah. No, that's a very uh, very well said um, and uh, a, a good rundown on um, on the wrapper on this bad boy. And what really, you know, it's crazy because it really wasn't that long ago. Um, when you he would have a very hard time getting your hands on this oh, particular yeah. cigar like uh uh I, I, re I remember ago? yeah i remember specifically when we were we went one night Jordan, we went to the brown palace to churchill's mm -hmm. and we had gotten our hands on some some league and nines and and i remember thinking like at the time like oh my gosh like we're gonna get a smoke this tonight like this is amazing you know and and obviously nowadays um they're 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 more readily available, and I'm sure, you know, there's some people that would say, "Oh, they're not as good as they used to be," or this or that or the other thing. And I I don't really know um, the truth to that. All I know is if you get one right now, they are an ama It's an amazing cigar, and then the sure. cigar that we're smoking tonight um, is absolutely fantastic. So uh, whether the original ones were better than this or whatever, I don't know. Another uh, criticism, I don't know if it's a criticism or or a, a, a positive. But uh, this has also been known as a cigar that um, you don't want to age too long. Um, at least that's that's sort of like the, a, a bit of the lure, a lore, um, not lure, but lore, is that um, these are better within like the first five or six years. And then if you get into the sort of like the 10 year age of it, it's sort of lost some of the fun. And I can kind of see that maybe as being possibly true uh, because there are so many it's such an oily thick mm -hmm. um punchy punchy wrapper yeah. that maybe maybe this is one of those ones that um could lose some of that that fun um oily thick uh, syrupy flavor notes after a while i have aged some of these uh, um 
and they're still amazing. Um, yeah. You know, five, six years down the line. Um, but maybe there's some truth to that too. I, I don't really know. You have to do your own experimentation, see where you land. But um, really, no matter how you slice it, Randy, this is a freaking great cigar. Such, such a great cigar. And, and I think uh, I like the way you put it, you know, just leaving it at like the almost ambiguous it loses some of the fun because you, you certainly can't say that it loses a lot of the flavor. You know, it's such a f full flavored cigar. Uh, you know, I've pulled some of these out of Robbie's uh, humidor nine years old, and I definitely can tell the difference between a, a, a younger uh, version of it uh, because it does lose some of that bite, some of that sharpness, some of that punchiness. I like that that term, Jordan. Um, but it definitely the the edges get softened uh it gets you know rounded out a little bit and so maybe some some of that punchiness some of the the nuance and bite that this cigar uh my opinion has uh could could kind of, kind of become a little bit softer um but still very flavorful i, I mean like i said i I've, I've smoked these at a decade and they're still really flavorful um this cigar, yep. Randy, um, is also known for its uh, voluminous smoke output. Indeed. Um, and there's been controversy even around that. Like, why does it put off so much smoke? Like, is there, you know, people have said, like, do they are they using some sort of uh, additive uh, to the leaf to make it smoke? Now, I'm going to be honest with you right now. My... Uh, this one I'm smoking right now that Scott got us today. It's smoking like it, it a regular cigar. I don't see it. Yeah, as being, I agree. I don't see it as maybe a little more than average, it, but a little bit. But I can remember back in the day, they were just you'd set this on the ashtray. Yeah, and it would still just be pumping out smoke like crazy. And this isn't doing that. It's it's pretty pretty normal, pretty average smoke output. And there's nothing wrong with the, the smoke output. It's just completely fine. But there's been controversy around that too. Um, controversy around everything as far as this cigar goes. In fact, Randy, this cigar is uh, what a lot, you know, the, the story goes with the Undercrown was, mm -hmm. you know, the, the rollers and the bunchers were smoking these as their cigars and the wrapper became too um, rare and hard to get their hands on. So they said, hey, uh, let's, from now on, you're going to smoke this blend, which has the San Andreas Maduro wrapper on it. And that ultimately became the Undercrown. Um, so there's a lot of cool, fun Steve stories. Seems to find a way with uh, every once in a while to like inject this controversy in, like whether it's the Sober Mesa Brulee or the smoke output on this. Like he's, I don't know, he's, I don't know what he's doing behind the scenes, but like he causes this controversy that gets us. We're still talking about it. That's true. A right. decade plus later. Right. You know what though? Yeah. All this controversy. It reminds me of something. Mm. Dojo, can you believe it? Tonight is our 150th episode of your favorite cigar pairing show, Flavor Odyssey. A huge thank you to all of you that tune in every week and have supported us through the last few years. And as I always like to say, we would not be able to do what we do without the support of our sponsors. And what an honor it is to have show sponsor Drew Estate on board with us on this journey. Whether we're talking about their original 
Connecticut Wrapped Super Premium in Liga Number no. 9, their recently crowned Number 1 Cigar Dojo Cigar of the Year selection, H99, now finally in full-time production, or the newest core release, Blackened M9, M81, Drew Estate continues to amaze with their complex and full-flavored selections that set them apart from all other cigar brands available. Please, support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate and ask for them at a brick-and-mortar near you. And in this show host's opinion, the greatest brick-and-mortar that you'll ever be able to find Drew Estate cigars in is Smokin'. Smoke In consistently strives to offer cigar enthusiasts the best possible buying experience. This includes industry-leading customer service, fast and affordable shipping, consistently affordable pricing, and access to the most sought-after cigars on the market today. Smoke In's knowledgeable staff is ready and waiting to aid you in your quest of finding the perfect cigar. So check out any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or find them online at smokein.com. There's a lot of numbers in there, Randy. Dang. There's a yeah, lot of numbers in there. I, I can't M91. wait to try that. <laughs> Drew Estate M. Night Shyamalan. It's going to be uh, it. it's got that, that twist ending, you know. Oh, Steve yeah, Saka he, style. There was a lot of numbers. Give him a break. <laughs> uh, H99, no, no, I, M81. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's what it was. I think I almost went M99. Um, the... Uh, I, I, I love that you brought that up because that's I honestly that's one of it's become one of the most like loved fabled stories of the industry and they've really leaned into it that they had to cut off the the salon uh, workers from smoking the the Liga Nines and so they're the ones that developed the um, the the blend for Undercrown using some of the similar. Uh, uh, and, and, and also, you know, it, 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 we'd be remiss not to mention this, this started at all. You know, I mean, I, I should have looked it up. I don't know how many Unico series have come out, uh, in Liga Pravada, but you know, obviously, um, again, they, they, they released this for the first time in the, um, at the RTDA, uh, trade show in 2006. And, um, I believe it was the very next year they introduced the, the, uh, the Liga T52, the Connecticut Corojo rapper. And, you know, in, in years since, I mean, the, the Liga Pravada Unico releases have become, you know, one of the most uh, sought after release lines that there is, you know, including yeah. the, the H99. Um, you, you could even, you know, obviously the anniversary anniversario, I think is, is finally starting to, to trickle its way out of the factory. And, and those are becoming somewhat, um, findable uh so i i i really i really thought it'd be fun to to do this one just because of how much uh this cigar has affected the industry has affected uh our our our, our palates and and yeah. you know i i stand by so strongly look i i wasn't smoking cigars in 2006 i didn't smoke a league of number nine in 2006 so i'm not gonna say that aaron people are wrong in saying that they're not as good as they used to be I think it's so relevant. We've said this so many times on the show. I know I'm, I'm being somewhat redundant, but our palates change and, and that cigars like this with this flavor profile were so new 
of course it tasted different mm. to you uh, 14, 15 years ago than it right. does when you pick it up today. And maybe it doesn't scratch that same itch that you felt like it did back then uh, because it was so new. And now there's so right. many broadleaf wrapped cigars available to you. And now you're so much more familiar with that flavor and you're familiar with what different blends uh, do to affect how that, how that um, profile comes right. across from this wrapper that, uh, you know, our palates change. We evolve. Uh, it's, it's, um, so it's 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 hard for me to not roll my eyes a little bit yeah. when, when people uh, yeah. say, say that just because of the agricultural differences that you're going to find from year to year, even if they make it identical to what they made last year, it's still going to taste a little bit different. Uh, we had less or more rain, you know, more. Uh, yeah, I've I've only found the same amount of change in this that you're going to find in any cigar that's been out for 15 years. Like that, there is going to be some amount of change because. Because of the, the the crops that we're harvesting, you know, they only get, you know, three years worth out of them or whatever it is. Uh, this particular one just happens to be one where guys can can spot it. Oh, well, they, they got purchased on this year. And I don't think that there was like there was no drastic change at all. The only change was very, if, if any, I don't really think there was, but it would have been it was very gradual over the last 15 years. Yeah, I, I agree with both with uh, what you're both saying is it just it seems it's so easy to say that, you know, like and I think people say that with a lot of different um, cigars is not just this particular cigar, but oh, it was mm -hmm. it was so yeah. much better, you know, and back in and, and like Randy, I think you nailed it pretty good. It's like, yeah, you you had a uh, you had this experience when the cigar came out and you fell in love with it when it came out. And now years have passed and now you've smoked a bunch of different cigars and similar cigars with similar wrappers. And, and so then you don't have that same uh, visceral experience that maybe you had back then, but um, it really hasn't, I don't really think it's changed that much other than uh, what you guys have already mentioned. Hey, I have a question for both of you guys though. Um, if you set aside the Liga nine and you set aside the T52 and you even set aside the H99, which I would mm. say are like the core Liga uh, blends, um, what are some of your favorite sort of Unico offshoots from mm. from the the either the nine or the T fifty two? I'll I'll go ahead and answer um, first, so you guys can sort of think about it. I I still really like the Feral Pig. Um, there's something about that one. I think I don't know if it's because there's so much more filler or something, but it has that just real milky chocolate. Um, I, I feel like this wrapper um, is an amazing wrapper, but I almost feel like there needs to be a little bit more filler to go along with it to make it um, sort of fun. And I, that's why I really like that the feral pig version of it um, because it's it's big and chunky and it, to me it tastes a bit more like um, a bit more like milk chocolate. but you've had you have the u4, you've had so, so many other ones obviously you've had these these year of the you know these um year of the rat and so forth randy jordan scott uh what are some of your favorite sort of offshoot versions um i'll go i'll go oh, last. Oh, yeah okay was waiting for somebody to jump in uh <laughs> I, it's funny because like at you know when we first got into this in 2012 or whatever that they were those unicos were so limited that like just i think the limited factor factor got to you a little bit and they were oh, yeah. so surprised that when you smoked it, like you elevated it to another, to another level. I think looking back now, I would take all three of the core blends over any of the Unicos. Um, other than there are a couple that stand out. The UF 13 is up there. 
Uh, that's probably the best, in my opinion. Uh, then the UF4, and then I would go with Ratzilla or Dirty Rat are right behind there. But I'd still just take – I'd probably go H99, then T52, then Liga 9. What do you think, Scotty? See, I'm like I'm, – I'm very similar to what Jordan just said. I've always said it's just as the math goes, in my opinion, for what I like best. It's 99 is greater than 52. 52 is greater than 9, <laughs> you know, or greater than 10. 10 is greater than 9. Just in that order if I was smoking that series. But if I was going Unico, I'd have to lean more actually the UF4. The UF4, mm. that rich, spicy blend, that Connecticut Habano wrapper, it just that's one that really pops for me that stands out. All right. What do you think, Randy? Yeah, um, well, I, I do kind of like um, pulling the Unicos almost into their own subcategory. Um, for me, for me, again, 99 has become one of the fa my favorite cigars I've ever smoked. Yeah. I think it has more of a baking spice uh, complexity. Um, no one there, there's just so many contributing flavors uh, that that one like, keeps me so engaged in that flavor that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, on this on this draw. You know what? What am I? What am I getting more of? Um, where where I do feel like the the nine. While I love this flavor, I love the sweetness. Um, it is um, bold and, and delicious, and but somewhat simpler. Um, and then and then it, there's such such a unique flavor to the T fifty two in that in, in that Connecticut Corojo that like really makes that one stand out. But there, I could see myself having a preference. Given the day, the time, my interest, the last time I smoked it, like each yeah. one gives it a different experience. Um, but but I, I'd have to say if I had to rank them, it probably would be ninety nine fifty two the nine. Uh, for me, the the Unicos, uh, the you know I love I love strong strong flavor. Uh, the UF thirteen was like the first Unico that I really fell in love with. I love the Velvet Rat actually. I think mm. that's a Vitola thing and. Staying with that Vitola is kind of opposite of your preference, Eric. I like the wrapper ratio being higher because um, right. I, I would I would say that the uh, Year of the Rat is probably to date my favorite Unico. No, they're all uh, they're I, I think, all I think super it has more good. espresso. Thing, you know, again that that wrapper drives a little bit more of the flavor and a little bit more intense. So when I want that like heavy intensity. I'm going that route versus if I'm looking for something more complex that I can just kind of sit and ponder the flavors, uh, 52 or 99 are, are probably where I'm going. Uh, some comments. Kevin Acuff said the UF-13 was his favorite, although uh, when he's on Safari, that T-52 Lancero, which is amazing. And uh, Chad said H-99 is his number one, then Ratzilla. Um, I think other, you know, there's that's kind of the fun of this series, boys, right. is that there's a kind of a right. little bit for every. Every kind of palette um, that you're looking for, and there's, you don't see Jordan. Do you see the UF4 and the UF13? Are those still? Are they still doing those? Or yeah, the UF4. It's weird because the UF4 used to be more limited than the uh, UF13, and I haven't seen the UF13 in quite a while. The UF4 seems to still be pretty annual. Um, another comment: Joe Machado is saying he's loving the conversation about the Unicos. Uh, I haven't smoked any because I hadn't had the information. Um, oh. Yes, yeah, uh, they're kind of interesting. They're basically all the Unicos are based off of either the Liga 9 or the T52. So you'll find half of them with that uh, that Habano, American Habano wrapper, and half of them with the, with the Broadleaf. But they're all sort of just variations that are custom tailored to that one size. Um, 
variations on the nine or variations on the T fifty two, but also you might they might change some of the primings or they might change some of the placements mm-hmm. within the roll, uh, just given just directed towards smoking perfectly for that size. Now I'm hoping, boys, um, and I think we all are hoping this that um, in the future. There could be some uh, variations based on the H ninety nine. Well, they already did the Phineas well, Gage, right? But that's that's oh. that, that, that's, that's true. Yeah, that, that, that right? no, that, that I think that's the first one. That that's that's yeah, that's it. That's totally true. I'd love to oh. see uh, you know a flying pig version of that. I'd love oh, to see. Yeah. I'd love to see something. You know that that's going to be fun because you know they worked so hard on that wrapper, coming up with something new and different and fresh for us to try. And man, did they nail it with that thing because it's just so good. But who knows? Who knows what the future holds with um, with that Corojo? That'll be fun. Well, you know, it, it it's super interesting, and that's a great point, Eric. That like now they have another base blend yeah. that that they that they can do these other variations of. Um, I think the um, San Andreas. Oh no, I'm sorry, it's the Matafina. That was the other thing I, I I forgot to mention about nine was when this came out in 2006. Um, Matafina was very, very r- rarely used where like you've, you've mostly everyone here that follows our show, at least is more familiar with Brazilian Matafina. We see it all uh, in, I don't, don't want to say a lot, but, but it's pretty frequent that, that some popular cigars, uh, are, are using that, that variety. And, um, and this could be argued, uh, the league of number nine helped popularize that. Uh, variety as well as it wasn't used nearly as frequently in the in in the super premium uh segment of the industry as as it was post league of nine release um and then just i just have to throw a throw it out there in case anyone isn't familiar with the story uh, of the h99 was that they were coming up on the 10 year um the 10 year anniversary for liga uh in 2016 and uh willie herrera had you know and, and if, if you ever get a chance go check out some of his interviews as he was talking about the development of that as you know he he got a chance to kind of carve his own path uh once he came in as the blender for drew estate and you know famously uh has, has created the herrera Esteli line and has now pretty much probably worked on every single line that they have in in their new extensions and everything he's been there long enough but it, you know he talked about what a what a how much pressure there was to be the guy to, to develop the 10 year anniversary version of this iconically, um, you know, recognizable and cult followed uh, cigar and brand line extension overall. And it came down to two different variety, two different um, final um, uh, recipes, basically, and, and, and bunches that he had what they ended up choosing as what we now know as the Liga 10 Anniversario and H99 and by you know everyone at the all the stakeholders in the company you know kind of voted and talked about which one they wanted to have as the as the Anniversario they chose that one then everyone looked at the the runner up basically and said but this is too darn good not to not to work with this also like like you've come up with su- such a great other uh, other blend and that is um that is the origin story of H99 is it was literally the runner up to the 10 year anniversary um you know a league of 10 so you know what's interesting yeah. about that randy is um and so i i i you got to give he got to hand it to willie because uh for me for years and still to this day i i i would have a hard time with this but if i if i could reach into a humidor that was just all 
Drew Estate product and had every single Drew Estate product. Um, I would have, up until the H99, I probably would have said I would grab the Herrera SLE Lonsdale just because I just still felt like it was just the best overall Drew Estate cigar, even though it's affordable, readily available. To me, it was just the perfect cigar, and it still is. But now with the H99, which is another, you know, that like you said, how Willie... Uh, blended that as well. Now that one, that one fights for supremacy in my mind as just yeah. the best overall Drew Estate cigar that's available. That, that's that's interesting that you put it. I mean, I also have a very very high, um, uh, you know, affinity for the, the what's now known as Herrera Esteli Habano uh, Lonsdale. Right, Obviously, right. It, they had to add Habano once they started coming out with other uh, variations. Uh, that to me, that's I don't know that I would classify it as like one of the very best ones, but it's like the most everyday, just it always works. It always fits. It always satisfies. It always checks every box I'm looking for in a cigar smoking experience. Um, it, interesting the way you would say that. I, I'd probably say if I, again, if we were ranking them, I don't think I'd rank it at number two under H99. But if you were to ask me like, if you could choose one, cigar but pre age 99 from drew estate to smoke you know your your desert island you've got a, a humidor of 500 of these things it's the only thing you could smoke I, i'm probably going lonsdale uh so it's kind of kind of interesting that that i wouldn't necessarily pick the one that i thought was the best um so much as but it just works it's 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 the one that i'm all i'm it's never going to be too much it's never going to underwhelm it's going to fit with every pairing um anyhow uh now, uh fun yeah, no, that's an interesting topic as far as your favorite Drew State sticks. I mean, they make so much, they make so many good ones. Uh, Randy, I want to open up the vote, but before we open up the vote, well, we got we haven't even talked about our pairings and what we. Think. We haven't. Um, let's talk about our pairings. We'll open up the vote and then we'll look at some audience pairings and we'll go from there. So, how okay, is I, your? Uh, what did you call it? A bourbon? What? It is a bourbon blackberry Collins. But I'll tell okay. you what. It, I've been on a bad run with Robbie Raz. I don't know if the audience is is just you know excited about Robbie or they're mad at me or I don't know what it is. But I, I I've got a strategy. Maybe you've just like picked I, bad pairings. I well that's definitely. Not I think he's done pretty well in the last yeah. few weeks. So so but all that being said, I feel like I go first a lot. Okay. And, and I feel I, I feel like maybe, maybe there's a recency bias a little mm, bit. And I, and, I, and, and, and I'm, I'm, the, I'm the show host. You're the guest host. I want to win. Okay. So, yeah, if you could, please. All right. So, uh, <laughs> right. First of all, I'm just going to start off my um, describing my pairing with a thumbs up, an enthusiastic thumbs up. This reverse Manhattan, if You've absolutely got to do this tonight if you haven't done it. It really, really, I almost, I don't know, I'm torn now. This might be the best way to do a Manhattan. It's uh, very, very syrupy. It has all, it has hmm. just, you know what it does, Randy? You know how sometimes with bourbon, and, and everybody knows that to me, bourbon is the ultimate cigar pairing. So now I'm going to slightly criticize uh, bourbon as a cigar pairing. And, and that is sometimes... Um, it can be uh, so, so much that there's there's almost a little bit of a bitter aftertaste occasionally when you're just drinking bourbon, you know, with a cigar. But what this um, reverse Manhattan does with the extra uh, vermouth in it is it really, really takes that away. It turns this into a, a syrupy, 
uh, really fun, easy kind of drinking, almost like a, what if you could take bourbon and and syrupize it, you know, turn it into a syrup. And that's kind of what's happened in this uh, pairing. It's extremely good. It's it's a little sweet. Uh, maybe that's the only sort of criticism that I'll give it. It's a, it's a little sweet, but it does take away that sort of bitter aftertaste. goes great with um, the Liga 9, which has uh, the chocolates and the baking spice flavors. So for me, Jordan... This is an enthusiastic thumbs up. What do you think? Talking to me? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, it's it's less boozy, um, but in a, in a more approachable way. I think a lot of people, I think if you're scared of like the boozy, ultra boozy cocktails, like this, this is the way to go. You know, the, this is the bridge to get into the fuller body ones. And I'm, I'm glad we went with a fuller bodied bourbon to back it up. Um, yeah, I was otherwise... just going to say that is, yeah, I think. Running with that high proof, full, you know, seventeen ninety two. Even though we did lesser and we flipped it, so the heavier amount was the vermouth. I think that brought balance to the drink. That if we'd have done it traditionally right. like that, I think the bourbon would have just actually been a little bit much for the drink itself, and yeah. left you with a little bit of that harsh bitter you were talking That'd about. That too weak, right? Um, it's it's going great. The 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 cigars, medium full, maybe plus that a little bit. Uh, obviously it's got the gritty earthy, it's got the punchiness, uh, thick texture that I love. Uh, it's interesting on the cigar. I, I always get more of a, you know, with, with this style, you would, you would lean towards like a black pepper and like on, maybe if you had a spicier Connecticut or Habana, you would sometimes go into the white pepper, but this, the Liga 9 has the white peppers for, for whatever reason, it's more in the white pepper. There's still a little bit of black pepper as well. Um, it's got the nice spice that you like. Between the two, the drink gives it this, uh, it, it does give it like kind of a stewy stone fruit kind of finish to it. But there's also a nice cleanness between the two where the, the Liga can be almost too gritty sometimes. And when you when you pair them together, for whatever reason, on this reverse Manhattan, it, it really cleans it up. Uh, there's a clean finish on it uh, and just a nice natural sweetness. I really like this pairing. No thumbs up. Okay. Well, what do you think, Randy? Well, so, you know, we've got a lot of similar kind of attributes. Um, I love that you you went right to the term that I really thought of when, when this uh, recipe s- struck me as um, we often talk about that dark stone fruit character. Um, you know, Blackberry uh, has a little bit uh, lighter of, of an intensity. You know, when you're talking about like maybe a cherry or a raspberry, those would really like overpower this drink and become the primary i think with blackberry and as you can see i've got a ton of color from, coming from the blackberry but the flavor is pretty subdued it has uh, you know it's very much bourbon up front and i and i used uh, elijah craig small batch uh for the record here um uh i i get a lot of the bourbon characteristic uh there's some uh lemon juice in there which adds a little bit of that like clean zest which also gives that nice reprieve so that every time I go back to the cigar, it's like a fresh, um, you know, experience of that, that espresso, that chocolatey, that earthy, that sweetness. Um, and so I really like the, the citrus zest kind of character. Like, again, I think the, that, that kind of stewy, dark, pitted fruit, you know, you think of, of plums a lot of times when you, when you smoke a cigar like this and, and you get any fruity character. I think that blackberry's just in this drink enough to kind of find a harmony there. And so I'm, I'm really, I, I feel like I'm getting more of that fruit character out of this cigar as a result of, of the, 
of the beverage, which, you know, is always my goal is to find uh, a flavor bridge that kind of brings something more to life than, that you'd miss otherwise or that you wouldn't experience as uh, intensely. So, uh, so uh, it is a absolute thumbs up for me. This is a, a great drink. Um, really enjoying bourbon blackberry Collins with the uh, Liga Nine. Now, nice. uh, uh, Jordan, uh, Kevin Acuff, <laughs> Kevin Acuff just asked uh, to post the um, the reverse Manhattan uh, recipe, but you can well, you can post it, but you can just say it. It's it's basically so. Normally, you would do two to one uh, rye to your sweet vermouth. Uh, this is two to one sweet vermouth to the rye we did bourbon, uh, and then you're gonna have about two dashes of Angostura uh, bitters. You put that in like a, a mixer with some ice, mix it up, strain it over. You'll you'll freeze your your glasses beforehand, leave them in there for five ten minutes, strain that into just a chilled glass, uh, add a, a Luxardo cherry. That's it. Yeah, super. That's another fun thing about this drink, Randy is. It's so easy to make. This is one that you could like almost do on the fly. You know, you don't right, need a whole right. lot of uh, prep or anything to yeah. do this particular drink. So that makes it kind of fun. So yeah, give it. A, you guys could give it a try tonight. If in fact, if you have vermouth and either rye or bourbon, and if you've got multiple types of vermouth, that's when they get fancy. Yeah, apparently, um, some of the folks that do these reverse Manhattans get creative, Randy, with uh, mixing of vermouths. Uh, we, did, we didn't take it that far, um, but um, that's another option. I don't really know what that would bring to the table, but maybe maybe something. Uh, so we have opened up the votes on both. Have you opened up your vote, Jordan? Oh, yeah. So we've opened up the vote on Facebook and on YouTube, so please uh, uh, vote Vote with your heart, and uh, you guys want to get to the uh, audience pairings? <laughs> yeah, let's let's look yeah, at some audience pairings. See what we got here. See what we got. All right, so we got CK. He's smoking the number nine Corona Cigars exclusive box pressed, uh, paired with Woodford Woodford Reserve. Okay, that's uh, right off the bat. Um, that's just a good solid classic. pair. That's a classic yeah. solid pairing. You yeah. can't go wrong with that, Randy. Agreed. All right, Stephen Moses. He's doing the Liga Number Nine with Old Forester 1920. The oaky vanilla and dark fruit flavors of the bourbon are certainly playing well with the earthy, sweet, and spicy notes of the cigar. Well, Again, God. that's just a solid, uh, a solid bourbon pairing. Fantastic. Good job, Stephen. All right, we'll get a little different here. Uh, Kevin O'Connor is doing. He's he's a winner on this on this segment. He's pairing the Liga Number Nine with the Sentimental Gentleman. It's a whiskey walnut liqueur Benedictine. Mm. Uh, he's getting rich earthiness, licorice, pepper, cherries, and dark chocolate. Interesting. Be- Benedictine is one of those uh, weird drinks that we thought was really good. Yeah. Last time we did a cocktail with that, it was yeah, it was nice. That's a good pick. Uh, yeah. Interesting, and and I, I'd be curious to as to why he picked that. Like, was it just sitting there on the shelf or or, or what? But that's that's an interesting pairing. Good job. Uh, we got Bill Powers doing the Liga Nine Toro with Blanton's. The bourbon sweetness is bringing out wow. the molasses and raisin flavors. Some fig, I think it is creeping in when sipping the bourbon first. Leather and wood are beginning to show their presence too. Absolutely loving the pairing. Randy, it's interesting. So many guys uh, went straight, straight for the the bourbon. Yeah, you know, I I know you always say that. Uh... And, and, and I agree with you that bourbon goes with all cigars. It, it is just the most classic no brainer. Like yeah. it, it works. 
Um, I do I do appreciate that there's uh, such a variety of bourbons already in in, in what uh, Jordan's read off here that you know again to to Bill's point you know Blattens does have a uh, higher kind of sweetness than than maybe some of the other ones and and depending on whether you're going cask proof or you know more of a, a lower ABV you there really is still such a huge variance within the bourbon realm but this cigar so specifically because of that richness because of its intensity um really is I mean such a perfect cigar to pair with a good bourbon so yeah yeah doing great can I just say more, too yeah kudos to the audience for their yeah. like pairings and mm -hmm. their descriptions I mean, the elevation of what people have been saying about their drink pairings is Absolutely. awesome. I mean, it used to be just like, yeah, I'm pairing an old fashioned with the cigar tonight. Oh, I'm pairing a Manhattan with the cigar tonight. Now it's like, no, I'm pairing an old Forester 1920. Now let me tell you what I'm getting right, out of right, this. Right, right. Yeah. And, 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 and this is the awesome. Vitola that I'm smoking the cigar yeah. in, which is uh, yes, kind of influencing really... the, the intensity of different characteristics. Exactly. Yeah, it's just awesome to hear that and see that on here. So kudos. Could, good job. More. Thank you. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Mike Hakens. It's pairing uh, Papa Pilar's 2021 Legacy Edition rum with the Liga Ooh, 9. rum. Okay. The rum's buttery vanilla spice is enhanced with nice chocolate note by the cigar. Now, nice Mike, work, uh, Mike, if you were going to Cigar Safari um, at the Drew Estate Compound, there's a good chance that uh, you would be doing a similar pairing um, in Nicaragua because it's typically – Rum over bourbon down there. So or that's if that's... you're at uh, Espinosa's booth at PCA, they always have the that, those Pilar's guys yeah. are always at their booth. So that's <laughs> that's another good pairing. Rum with uh, rum adding the sweetness uh, might be a nice pairing with the earthiness of the cigar. So mm -hmm. uh, I mm -hmm. like that pairing. Any other ones, Jordan? Kevin A. Cuffs. This is gonna take a while. Try two pairings of the Liga Nine Corona Viva. Kentucky Ooh. Mule really uh, really clashed with the earthy red pepper notes of the cigar. Switched up to a hot chocolate brownie espresso with three-quarter ounce of amaretto. Much better. The cocoa and nuttiness of the espresso pairs extremely well with the earthy spicy notes of the cigar, and the sweetness of the amaretto really brings out a sweet toffee note in the cigar without being over-the-top sweet and muting the power of the cigar. Wow. Damn. It's what do you like think about that, Hall of Famer and reviews cigars for a living or something. <laughs> um... Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, again, so impressive. Thank you, everybody, for uh, the, and w whether you're able to get the cigar and do the pairing with us or, or not. Um, thank you for, for uh, contributing. Loved the, the descriptions. Um, and, and I got to find out, has, has, has O'Connor, have we sent him, has he won? I know he's won this, right? Have, have we made good on any of our, uh, I don't know. Promises you got, to, that's up to you. Uh, well, I'm, I'm asking him, I'm asking oh, him, yeah, have okay. we got you something? Cause I need to send you something regardless. Yeah. I'm going to go, even though I kind of feel like, um, because I always get blackballed on the hall of fame for being a, a, a show employee. Um, I, I like to to keep Kevin down a little bit, and he also broke my rule of like you can only choose one. I I'm gonna vote for Kevin Acuff simply because he went with a non-alcoholic beverage, spiked it. I mean, I mean, really built from scratch, uh, built a flavor profile that he felt mm -hmm. would go with this, and then had success with it. I tip my hat to that effort. And you know what else I like about vote. Kevin Acuff's um, pairing is he quickly realized that the ginger beer was mm -hmm. a distraction uh Move on. in the in the mule and so 
I, I think he made a wise choice there, pivoting Agreed. quickly from... Now, there's nothing wrong with a mule. I love a good mule. But I think this particular cigar deserves um, Stewie. Some, something on the sweeter side. And um, I can see where that gingerbread or ginger beer uh, might have been a distraction. So I think Very I'll go much. with that, Kevin, as well. Uh, Randy, I like I like what you said. Uh, I'm also going to pick Kevin Acuff. There you go. So. Congrats. Congrats. You are yeah. you're I'm the champ tonight, a, Kevin I, I Acuff. You get I, I, uh, bragging rights. Yeah, and just you're gonna have to explain to me what a, what a, I'm. I feel kind of foolish. What, what the hell is a chocolate brownie espresso? <laughs> it sounds delicious. I don't it sounds know. great. I don't know, Especially but I am Amaretto. all in. <laughs> yeah. I have been craving yeah. like coffee since I saw that post. Yeah. So, oh, good job, no. good job, Kevin. No, no fan- a fantastic job. Um, yeah, but just to stay with my, you're already in the hall of fame. You don't get shit more from me. Uh, <laughs> Kevin wins and Kevin O'Connor, send me a, a, a private message on dojo verse. I'm going to send you out a care package because oh, there, nice. I, I don't re- recall there being a week that you were not a finalist in, in this segment. And we really appreciate, uh, not only your contribution, but, but your, your level of descriptors and, and thoughtfulness as you go into this every week, you've got a, uh, a special something coming from Randy Griggs, but you got Kevin, you gotta, uh, you gotta get in touch with Randall because, uh, otherwise yeah, he won't, you, he won't know where to send it. So that's right. That's right. You, yeah. Dojo verse. Um, yeah. what, what's, what's my name there? Craft savvy Randy. Yeah. <laughs> Craft yeah. savvy Randy everywhere. Right. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm like Drew estate at craft savvy randy everywhere you go <laughs> uh, right. well fantastic so we're gonna talk about uh our poll or before we do yes. that you want to talk uh, about uh friday night what's going on with smoke oh yeah um scotty can you hand me the uh that bottle real quick um so this friday night we are gonna have uh the bradley boys uh bradley rubin and alec nice. rubin on the show and uh we're gonna be talking are the year recipients. yeah they're number nine uh they came in at number nine for the double broadleaf which is a fantastic cigar in fact um that's my next cigar i'm going to smoke tonight by the way after i get off the show so we'll be talking about that they also have a release um for the great smoke which they announced i, I believe tonight um on a special broadcast with abe and the smoke in guys so we'll talk a little bit about that um but uh the exciting thing is we are going to pop open this um alec and bradley single barrel series uh rare character uh bourbon straight bourbon whiskey it is 116 proof and uh we're gonna pop this open on the show um i'm not really i can't remember where i ordered this i ordered this online maybe like two months ago or so now yeah. I feel bad. I wished I could tell you guys. I don't know if they're still available or not, but it looks amazing, Jordan. The color of this. Ooh, it's dark. It's dark. It looks really, really good. And um, also on the show, Randy, since they're brothers, we're going to have some uh, brother trivia. So nice. we'll, see, we'll see which of the Alec and Bradley boys is better at brother-oriented trivia. So we'll do that two nights from tonight. I love that. So uh, seven nights from tonight um, on uh, Flavor Odyssey, we're, we're, we're coming down to the end. Again, tonight was episode 150, um, and we're, we're coming close to the end. This is our last segment. We have one episode left. We will be smoking. I'm just going to go ahead and call it right now because I have zero faith that our, uh, <laughs> that our package is going to arrive in time. We're going to be smoking the Drew Estate. My, my package FSG. always arrives in time. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, we are going to smoke the, the FSG. We're talking a little bit about uh, the, the history of tobacco grown in America and what uh, Mr. Borschwitz has been able to do, uh, kind of bringing back some of that culture uh, to to the, to the industry with the FSG as as that first uh, release he did with Drew Estate with his um, with his farm there. Um, so please come back next week. Tune in for that. Then we're going to go into a wild card. We're going to have a season premiere. It's going to be freaking amazing as we as we wind down the season five. And uh, Robbie Raz and I have already been meeting on season six. We're we're going to be bringing. Uh, more of uh, more of the same heat, some new innovative ideas and different takes. So uh, so definitely stay tuned as we will continue to kind of feed out some of the uh, information for what we're going to be doing in season six. But next week, don't forget to come in for FSG. And uh, and I will be doing the Monday pairing Monday this time for real guys I swear um, and and announcing what I'll be pairing and uh, and yeah really looking forward to that awesome so let's figure okay. out who won this battle of the Liga Nine um, Liga Provada number nine was it the Reverse Manhattan by me or was it the Cranberry Bourbon, uh, bourbon Blackberry Collins. Yeah, was it that uh, <laughs> by Randall? It went a little something like this. Oh, Randy Woo! takes the win, fifty-seven percent <laughs> to forty-three. Sensei only, but I will say this, Randy. Just mm -hmm. like in weeks past, I I won the Facebook vote, yes. but you won the YouTube vote, and. So I think I think what we can learn by this, Randy, is um, both of these pairings were were great, yeah. and um, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of these drinks. No, I I, I totally agree. I'm definitely gonna you know I've been drinking the Manhattan more frequently, um, even though it's the wrong glass. Apparently, I'll go get some coupe <laughs> glasses just so I I, I don't get uh, harangued by y'all. Um, but, but but no, I'm super interested in the reverse uh, Manhattan. I think Blackberry Bourbon Collins is something that most yeah. of us and in, in our in our audience wouldn't necessarily gravitate towards uh, organically. I highly recommend it. I love that you voted. Um, go try the bourbon blackberry Collins at, at foodandwine.com. Tell me I'm wrong. Thank you guys <laughs> so much for, for tuning in. And uh, I don't have a snappy fun, um, you know, outro like, like Robbie, but, uh, but you need one. Yeah, I, I could just steal it. You know, guys, it, it, it stands true no matter who's saying it. Be good to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. And we'll catch you next week as the Odyssey continues. Honest Dave here from Smoking Cigars. It is that time of year again, the Great Smoke 2023 Mardi Gras Madness. Whether you're coming down live or we're going to be enjoying the event from the comfort of your own home, your ticket price includes this epic package. It's one of our greatest Great Smoke packages in the history of this event. Over $400 worth of product and great swag for the low cost of $165. Do not hesitate. Tickets are selling this year faster than ever. Go to www.thegreatsmoke.com and get your live general admission ticket, your virtual ticket if you're going to enjoy from home, and tickets for either the dinner or the brunch. Epic time. We can't wait to see you all there. The Great Smoke 2023. Mardi Gras Madness.